Salam everyone, this is Hanan and Haifa. And you're listening to Hoodies and Headscarves. Hey y'all, welcome back to our podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but I Hanan lives in Boston, even though we're both mm-hmm. from southern Indiana. But I'm here with her for the summer. Um, and New England? I don't know. No, basically yeah. literally the entire world <laughs> is going through like a heat wave or just finished a heat wave. Um, and then now it's like super cold in Boston. So we have literally been stuck inside for like the past like half a week, almost a week now probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just been, we had some time to catch up on our TV shows. Um, oh, I recently just started, or not recently, but I just finished today. Um, the first season of Money Heist and <laughs> like literally everybody and their mother was recommending the show to me and like I don't know why you waited till now to actually yeah, watch it I don't know it was because mm-hmm. I started during the school year but it's like it's in Spanish and the English dubbed version is so it sounds so stupid to me I like <laughs> physically unable to watch it so I have to like I prefer the subtitles but you can't like read and I can't do that with homework at the same time um but yeah, like a while. I'm literally, I'm still shook, even though I literally finished watching the episode like three hours ago. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I've never felt this way about a TV show. Maybe when we finished that one Korean movie, The Call. But oh, like yeah. this, I don't know. Something about this show, like I feel the emotions of the characters. Yeah, uh, they really, they really like hook you. Yeah, the, I'm convinced that like the writers and the directors must have like. 200 IQ level <laughs> like it's so good I don't think I literally don't think there's an American TV show to compare like I was thinking about all the TV shows that we like to watch like 911 mm-hmm. maybe Manifest I don't know what's that show Empire yeah even that one like I don't I, mean, I don't think any of them compare to this one it's crazy but yeah um let us know if you watch it so yeah uh what are we talking about today Hannah we are talking about strict parenting I don't know about y'all, but we have plenty of stories. <laughs> <laughs> some good, some bad, um, some between. But yeah, so we're yeah we're just gonna tell some stories <laughs> um, from our childhood. Well, no, some of them are literally from like a couple months ago. Um, about our experience with um, strict parents. Maybe we'll give a little bit of our input on whether or not we'll be continuing um, some of these practices with our children. But yeah, we'll see. Also, as a disclaimer, we're not doing this to just like hate on our parents. We these a lot of these are really just like dumb, funny stories of things that we did, um, or that they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like we understand like why they were strict on us. It was like, I mean, you know, they're they were new to this country. They obviously like didn't want their kids to get caught up in the wrong kind of thing so we understand that a lot of the things that they did were you know to protect us um but yeah i mean yeah let's get into the, the stories <laughs> okay i think yeah so our parents are we come from a very religious family not only like here but like our extended family as well um in east africa they are also quite religious so that was like a big part of our upbringing um mm-hmm. we i mean we had like a kind of kind of small community our mosque our town is small and so we only had one mosque um and so it was like literally one 
very tight-knit community, only a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we grew up going to Sunday school every single Sunday. Um, we had, like, a private Quran tutor that we would call on the phone, like, at, mm-hmm. every single day at one point when we were younger. Um, and, like, alhamdulillah, I mean, it turned out well for us. I feel like we, yeah. <laughs> we know how to read Quran and all that. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, where to even start? Okay, well, first of all, our parents were, like, hella overprotective. So, first off, we weren't even allowed to, like, hang out with people outside of school. Like, all of, all of like, up and up through high school, really. Yeah. I just couldn't hang out with my friends outside of school. And I guess it's just them being, like, super overprotective. But, like, there's this one time where... I'm, I remember I mentioned in the last episode how I had a couple of friends um, in elementary school. We had a group of, like, five girls. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of from all over the place. And after elementary school, they kind of... A couple of them moved away, like to completely different states or countries or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's this one opportunity that I had to go hang out with all of these friends at the mall outside of school, literally right before everybody moved away. And I, like, begged and pleaded my parents <laughs> to let me go, and they just wouldn't let me go. Oh. And they didn't... There was no reason. There was just... That's it was so just funny. that... I don't even know. I don't know why. Yeah, I just couldn't go because they're hella strict and overprotective and, and whatnot, and just li- didn't want to let us out of their sight essentially. <laughs> and it's that's also the thing with like sleepovers. Like I wasn't, we were never allowed to sleep over at anybody's house unless nope. um, they were like friends with my mom or something. Like yeah. that was it. Yeah, no, you know, and what's even more aggravating is that we have a little brother who's like, a, we're all about four years apart, so he's mm-hmm. a little under four years younger than me. Um, but they just let out all the stops with him. I know. All of them. Yep, yep. Um, when I was in sixth grade, okay? Remember the sixth grade, I was invited to a friend's birthday party. Mind you, the birthday party, it was at a laser tag place. Less than a block. Yeah. Literally half a block from where we were living. And to let me go... I had to tell I had to tell my mom that it was just a party, just not a, not a, part, a birthday, not a birthday party. party, a Because she's like very like she's like very religious, so she's not really down with like birthday celebrations, yeah, yeah, of literally any kind. So I like didn't I barely went to any when I was younger, but um, so I like I was like oh, it's just a party. My dad brings me there, he drops me off, and it's not like they were paying for anything. The girl whose birthday it was, her mom was like so generous, and she paid for like all you know all of laser tag pizza everything and then my dad came to pick me up literally drove half a block to come pick me up um like i don't know an hour or two later and the mom was like no no no, no. like well, they're not done yet let them stay we'll drop her off it's like right there and the family lived like not even like you know like a five minute drive away we were like a 30 second drive away and yeah. so they were like the mom managed to convince my dad my our dad is a little bit more More relaxed yeah chill about this stuff yeah um and so you know she managed to convince him so i stayed we had fun whatever whatever and my dad he i think he knew that it was a birthday party but like he was like he was like chill so he didn't like snitch or anything and so he goes to drop me off and i think he might have told my mom or something (laughs) on accident i don't even know what the situation was but the i have a fun time the mom drops me off at home like an hour later uh, and my mom calls me up to her room. She's like, Haifa. 
so what kind of party was it? And I was like, oh, it's just a party. And she's like, oh, so you're lying to me. <laughs> and then she was like, it was a birthday party. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't know. <laughs> and she went way through it. Um, and she was like, okay, you're grounded for, I can't remember if it was like a month or six months. It was something insane. I remember crying a lot. <laughs> so sad. Um, and then literally just like a year ago, our little brother who was in, he was a freshman in high school last year, ninth mm-hmm. grade. And they let him go to his friend's boat party in the middle of the lake or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it was very it was very clearly a birthday party, and they simply just did not care. I literally at a lake, like, a half an hour away. And they, I'm pretty sure they went and dropped him off, too. Or maybe he got a ride. Either way. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I was so, uh so frustrating. Um, oh, what were we talking about? Curfew. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have another story. <laughs> okay, so, um, in high school, I had this one group of friends... They basically all went to the same, like, school for elementary school. And it was, like, actually it was elementary school and high school. It was a Catholic school. So they all, like, grew up knowing each other and what and whatever. And then in high school, I kind of joined their friend group. So they're, like, Catholic. And one of them, my, like, closest friend out of the whole group, decides to have, like, a Christmas party at her house really cute they have a bunch of party favors and all these like activities and whatnot and they're like they're not like they're well off so it's like (laughs) it was it was actually really nice i don't remember how i convinced my parents to let me go shocked that they let you go to christmas no no no, you called it like an ugly sweater party yeah no it was a couple of different it was an ugly sweater party i didn't tell them it was a christmas party or there would have been no way that i could have gone but they were like, okay, you gotta come home by this time. I think it might have been like ten something, mm. and then I I come back home, whatever. The next year she has the same party, and I was like, okay, it starts at like nine. I just want to go until eleven, and they're like, no, that's too late. You cannot leave. I I'm a year older. Ooh. I'm a year older, going to the exact same person's house, yeah. and they just don't want to take me because <laughs> I have to be home before ten. Yeah, essentially. And you know what's so sad is, like, oh, this is kind of unrelated, but I remember, like, we literally were not even, like, allowed to, like, we were rarely allowed to go out, and when we did, it was, like, you always had to find your own ride because our parents were busy, Mm -hmm. or they simply didn't want to take us, or something like that, Um, so I feel, I felt bad, but it was just, like, there are so many times where my friends ask me, hey, do you want to go to movies, do you want to go to the movies, do you want to go to the mall, do you want to literally do anything, and I would be too scared. I, like, I'm, like, really scared of rejection. <laughs> so it was really <laughs> difficult for me to, like, work up the courage courage to ask them, hey, can I go to the mall? Because they would always say no. <laughs> yeah. And I literally would have to, like, I messed out on so many, like, dumb, like, just, like, teenage things, like, hanging out with my friends. Mm-hmm. I, like, was rarely allowed to do that. Um, yeah. Until, yeah. Until my junior year, I got it. I was kind of shocked that they let me get a job I'm lucky because I it was just I don't know I never expected I don't know this is weird but um yeah so I ended up getting a job I saved up got a car and then I was like actually allowed to go out and do things but even till today sometimes they're like I'll be like okay I need to go to Target and they'll be like hmm why are you on Target <laughs> at this hour hmm I don't know 
Yeah, honestly, in high school, that party was probably one of the only times that I was allowed to leave the house to go to anything without friends that my parents didn't know super well. Yeah. Like, not through the mosque, you know? Yeah. No, and even when we were hanging out with, like, hella Muslim people, like, I'm talking literally between 10 and 15 Muslim girls with, you know, at least probably five of them. No, maybe not that many. Maybe, like, three or four being above the age of 18. And then one time, it was literally all of us, like, at least three adults among us and, like, a grown adult with a child. And they still called us, like, multiple times at night. And they're like, when are you coming home? When are you coming home? And that adult was literally, like, our mom's friend. Like, close friend. hmm Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, high school, I basically went to... Was only allowed to go to, like, one basketball game because a kid from the mosque was playing. And his sister was one of my close friends. And her, their their mom was also close friends with my, with our mom. So that was, like, the one basketball game I went to. I was able to go to one other soccer game, I think, my, like, senior year, maybe, because my friends were playing. And that that's about it. I don't think I ever went to any other school events that were, like... Yeah. I, I think I went to, like, a play or two, maybe, but that was it. Yeah. No, I literally went to... I went to homecoming. Um, like, they had the game and the, the dance in one. It was weird. But because I was required to, because I was on student council, otherwise I would not have been allowed to go. Yeah, no. I went to a soccer game because our little brother is playing in it. Um, yeah, that's about it. I went to like plays because of like you're required to for NHS and stuff. But yeah, I did not go to anything. <laughs> yeah, we were just like so like it wasn't even that we were antisocial. It's just that we weren't able to do anything because of yeah. our parents. Yeah, I know. I like developed like FOMO because I was just constantly like invited to all these things and then I was never able to show up or I would say I would you know give the preliminary yes and then by the time I went home and got the coach to ask and they said no it was literally like right before the event or like a day before and I had to like let my friends down and I felt so bad because like all of my friends like they literally thought that I was coming for so long or like you know that I was going to whatever thing that they invited me to and then I would just have to let them down constantly over and over and over again. And yeah. that, it made it so difficult to genuinely form, like, strong friendships mm-hmm. outside of school. Because you're literally, that's the only time you see people. And, like, if you want a quality relationship with someone that you, you know, literally only see in class, in school, you need to, like, actually put an effort into hanging out with them outside of school. <laughs> and we simply were not allowed to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's also, like... When we, at least for me, whenever I was asking our parents if I could do something, they would always hold it over our heads until it actually happened. So, like, it was, like, if you ask, like, a week before, oh, can I go to the movies with this one person? Then it's, like, okay. And then the next day, you, like, don't wash the dishes or something. They're, like, no, you can't go anymore. (laughs) Or, like, if you don't do the dishes right now or if you don't, like, go clean this or whatever, then you're not going out. Yeah. on next week whatever yeah so i got into the habit of just not asking until like a day or two before because otherwise it was just like constantly held over your head and you're all like constantly worried about not like slipping up and not being able to leave the house yeah okay so now that i can like drive and i pay for my own gas and stuff like that it's like i have all the freedom that i need 
but like their permission is the one thing preventing me from being able to go out Mm -hmm. so it'll be like i'll make plans to get lunch with a friend and i'll or it'll literally just be either impromptu plans that like literally hey you want to meet in an hour or sometimes we'll plan i'll just forget to ask i'll be like you know there's no reason for you to not say yes but i have to go get lunch with a friend in an hour whatever right and then if they don't want you to go or if you you know done something to annoy them or something like that they'll give you like an impossible task list of tasks to finish and they'll be like okay unless you clean the entire living room and the kitchen kitchen. and wash all the dishes Mm -hmm. you're not going out and it's like literally there's no way that i can get all of these things done in time to go so sometimes we'll get you like that mm-hmm. yeah and the thing is like sometimes i would see like on tiktok um stories of like you know people that grew up in like african households and they're like they're like the only way that you can get your freedom is if you take it yourself mm-hmm. and i'm like damn like maybe i need to try this maybe i need to just tell that i'm leaving instead of asking for permission to leave it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work No, I think I, like, I started to do that kind of after I had my own car and whatnot. Yeah. But they also just, like, don't like when you have, when I got a car, at least. Because then they're like, oh, now you have, now that you have your car, you have all this freedom, huh? And it's just, like, there's no winning. I remember, you know the thing that people joke about, like, oh, like, your parents are like, oh, you had fun. You know, you did a fun thing yesterday. Yesterday. Our parents, like... Uh, one time last year, I went to the movies with Hanan. Or maybe we hung out. We, we hung out as if we didn't already live in the same household. We <laughs> went out and did something. A week later, as in one Saturday to the next Saturday. This is my senior year of high school, actually. Um, and then I was like, hey, I want to go see a movie with Hanan on campus. And they said, no, you did something fun last week. Huh? And with my sister, like, it would be one thing if I was, like, hanging out with, like, friends constantly, you know, day after day. But it was, like, senior year, I was, like, I was so stressed. I had school, college apps, scholarship apps. I had, like, two jobs. And I was literally paying for my own car, my own gas, literally everything. They had no reason to not (laughs) let me go. And their excuse was, you had fun last week. Yeah. Imagine asking to go out two days in a row. That's something <laughs> it else completely. two days in a row. I know. Two, seven days apart. Tragic. And it's not like, you might be like, oh, okay, you must be like bad kids or you might have done something to piss your parents off. Like, we are literally both A students graduated with like damn near like 4.4 GPAs <laughs> in high school. And I, what did you get in college? In college, I got, in undergrad, I got a 3.88. I think. Okay. And now Something you have a like 4.0. That. Yeah. Right. Like we are we're actually quite smart. <laughs> um, I don't know. We don't do things to embarrass our family. We wear hijab. We're like religious. We're engaged in our mosque community. I literally interned at the masjid, um, like preschool daycare my senior year. And I also worked at the Sunday school for two entire years teaching Islamic studies. Like we are not bad kids. Yeah. And yet... You can't, you really can't win with African parents. Honestly, I was telling one of my friends, we were having lunch like a couple months ago, uh, a couple weeks ago. I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely the problem child of my family. And she was like, <laughs> she was so shook. That's so funny. She was so confused because like everybody I know is knows who I am as a person and they like, they just can't see it, you know? <laughs> oh, where were we talking about? Oh, university, college? Yeah. We, like, would, did not really get the opportunity to leave for college. 
Yeah. We both went to our college town, like, university or whatever. Yeah. And it's a good business school. Like, it is. Wrong with that, but... Yeah. And I think if we hadn't gotten... We both had full rides, alhamdulillah. Yeah. So, um, if we... Honestly, if we hadn't gotten, like full rise to this university then we would not have been able to stay on campus and that was like the little bit of freedom that we have had yeah. i stayed on campus haifa didn't I but got an apartment here but that was like the first taste actual taste of freedom oh so like nice. ever <laughs> and like we didn't like didn't do anything like yeah, yeah. we weren't wild childs or anything right, yeah but it changes your perspective i think it really does yeah and now I have to go back home. <laughs> yeah, we both, uh, I moved back in after my freshman year, and it was, like, completely opposite. Gone. She might as well have, like, not been living with us. We were literally <laughs> never home. Okay, but that's because of what I had to deal with at home, you know? Speaking of which, remember, she Hanan literally would stay out until, like, 1, 2 a.m. every okay, single no. at the library? No. This is what it was. Basically, during the week, I could get away with, like, saying that I was studying at the library, and then my my curfew would be, like, midnight, which is, like, not bad at all, like, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I could just, like, go to my, like, friend's apartment who, they live on campus, so I could just hang out with them or do work with them, whatever, we had some of the same classes and whatnot, Mm -hmm. so I would just stay on campus or at my friend's apartment until midnight and then get a ride home. And then on the weekends, I they were like, oh, yeah, you can, like, go to campus, whatever, but you have to be back by 11. <laughs> I had an earlier curfew on the weekends than I did during the week. That was kind of weird. But, yeah, I remember when you – there were there was a period of time where we had shared each other's locations. If our parents knew how to use their phones <laughs> and knew that they could get apps to track our locations, it would be over It would have been over. It would have been over a long time ago. But there's a period of time where we had each other's locations, and I don't know who said it, but I think maybe we told them to, like, reassure them mm-hmm. that, like, you know, you know, safety first or whatever. But there was, like, every single night, once it was, like, struck midnight, they would be like, Haifa, check Hanan's location. Where is she? <laughs> Tell me where she is. Screenshot and send it to me. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> like, it was so... It was so annoying. I think it might have been a reaction to something that I had done my sophomore year. Because basically, um, there was this, like, big, um, like, nationwide event at our school. Every Like, people come from all over to, to come see this, like, race mm. or competition or whatever. Mm. And so it's like, there's, like, a lot of alum coming in, a lot of people, like, partying, drinking, whatever. And so on that day, I went to this other campus event that night, and it was, like, an African night type thing. So it was just, like, fun, like, watching performances, um, eating some good food, you know, with my friends. So I went to that, and um, it ended at, like, 11 maybe. And this was on a weekend. Mm. It ended at around 11. And then um, after that, one of my friends came and picked me up. And they're like, okay, we're going to this friend's house. And just, like, hanging out, like, playing, like, card games, whatever. Just literally just, like, chilling with my friends, right? Mm. I had my phone on silent. And it was, like, almost dead. So I plugged it in. Two mistakes, okay? Yeah. (laughs) 
So I plugged it in at my friend's house. It was still on, but I plugged it in at my friend's house, but I wasn't looking at it because it was like, like just like on a coffee table or something charging Mm -hmm. and we're playing like a card game on the floor or whatever. I go back. It's like, I go back to my phone around like one, (laughs) one 30, maybe. I don't know. I check my phone and there's like 10 missed calls from my dad. Uh, four from my mom, a couple voicemails, and at that moment, I knew that I had messed up. (laughs) So I called my dad back, and he was like, where are you? And I, like, told him where I was, and he was like, okay, I'm coming to pick you up right now. (laughs) And it turns out he thought I was still on campus and that something had happened. So he, like, knew, like, the general area of the event that I was going to, so it turns out he went over there and was just driving around in his car Ooh. looking for me. Oh, he must have been so scared. Yeah, no, I felt so bad. But, like, it was just completely unnecessary. Like, I don't know. You should I think have checked in. You should have checked in. No, I, I, yeah, it's definitely in part, like, it's my fault. Part. But, like, it's just, like, I don't understand. Where is the disconnect between, like, doing all of that and then just, like, trusting me? to know what I'm doing you know yeah like because I don't I don't go like he was like thinking oh it's like this the weekend of this big event on campus like there's gonna be drunk people out maybe drunk drivers whatever but like if something went wrong I would have called or if like what if you'd gotten kidnapped though okay well I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but like the the point is I can take care of myself. I know, like, who I'm dealing with, where to go, where not to go, with with people or by myself, whatever. Like, I feel like there should have been some trust there, you know? Mm. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, when you grow up with kind of strict parents, I think one time we brought up the, the literally the word strict parents. They got so offended. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, they teach you, especially, I feel like with African parents especially, they teach you to be, like, not fiercely independent, but, like, very, very independent. You learn very young, especially if you're, you know, a latchkey kid. You gotta learn to take care of yourself, and especially if you're, like, a black Muslim woman, you gotta know how to defend yourself relatively, you know? You gotta know what to avoid, who to avoid, what kind of, you know, events that you shouldn't be at or should be at or whatever. And so, you know, you learn very young how to be independent, but then your parents like they teach you how to be independent but they don't want you to be independent yeah and the answer is always it's not that we don't trust you it's that we don't trust other people (laughs) so it's like yeah i can't even remember one time we had this huge argument like literally the entire family it literally started with me i was like hey bub <laughs> Can you please like relax a little <laughs> when I like want to leave the house to go to Target at two PM on a Saturday? And it turned into this whole huge argument. It lasted so it was so much more than it needed to be. And I was like, Okay, are you gonna like keep me inside? And I was like, Okay, then teach me to defend myself if you're scared of, you know, what the world will do to me. And I was like, I'm not I'm not dumb, I'm not naive, you know. I know a lot what it looks like to be visibly Muslim and I think that's the thing that like men especially will never get um and I'm like you know I understand what it feels like to be me and you know the dangers teach me to defend myself if you're so like you know upset or angry or you know scared of what the world will do to me and I was like you can't keep me inside until 
and married. And he was like, oh, well, that's exactly what we'll do. <laughs> Honestly, that's, like, I feel like that's the thing is that they just, like, they don't want you outside of the house even. Yeah. And that's, like, one of the things that is, like, I don't know. I just wasn't good for my mental is that I just was, like, always indoors, always mm-hmm. inside, always, like, it's not even just always being around your family. It's just not being, having any other social interactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was rough. It was rough. And I feel like that definitely had, there's no way that didn't have an impact on my social skills. Like, I'm so (laughs) bad at making friends. (laughs) So bad. But we move. (laughs) We move. Okay. Okay. One other thing Mm -hmm. is that I feel like whenever I ended up going out for, like, those types of, any type of event where I, like, needed to get ready and, like, get dressed and maybe put on a little bit of makeup or whatever i couldn't do it at home because then they were like oh where are you going like what why are you dressed like this why are you wearing makeup why are you doing this and that and whatever i would always have to go to like whoever i was going with i went to their apartment or their whatever dorm and then we'd get ready together (laughs) there and then we could go and then i would also change before again before i got back home yeah (laughs) <laughs> and you know what? what's even funnier is sometimes my mom will stop me and she'll be like hey are you wearing mascara right now are you wearing eyeliner right now yeah and i'm like no but i'm flattered like, <laughs> you just have very thick eyelashes so yeah, it kind of yeah. always looks like you're wearing eyeliner and you're a little bit yeah when you're it's like, so funny i literally i like am mixed my emotions are mixed between like offended and like so like oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah but okay I feel like we should turn we should you know find the moral and like all these dumb (laughs) stories that we're telling we have so many more by the way we might have to like down the line I feel like we should probably do like an episode two or a second installment because we have so many more stories that we didn't even get to touch on okay yeah on top of like I guess going off of like the like having to change other people's houses there's also like having to sneak out you know because like <laughs> as bad as that sounds yeah and uh, it, honestly sometimes it's just like saying oh i'm gonna be at the library or something and then you don't you're not at the library yeah. or like can i say something yeah what, okay don't like get it twisted we weren't sneaking out to go drink and smoke and party or anything like no, that. no literally no. we were sneaking out to go hang out with our friends in, that's in the exactly middle, the broad usually broad daylight for me i don't know about yeah. you but no it would be like i would i would just go and try like to spend like the evening or maybe night at my friend's apartment just like watching something or playing a game like cards or something you know yeah it wasn't anything like anything terrible mm-hmm. but there is that saying that i was at the library on a weeknight and instead going to a friend's house to like watch a tv show or a movie or something mm. or like going to there was only one Stop actual it. time <laughs> there's only one actual time where i where i ever snuck out of my house which was um haifa and our brother our younger brother decided to go to this like thing on campus it was like a play or a, i don't know some performance on campus mm. I was actually out before that and then I picked them up when it was done around 11 and then that's when like we all went home so Mm -hmm. we all go home like I said said to my parents whatever so that they knew that I was home 
And then I snuck out to go to a friend's apartment. <laughs> and literally all I did, all I did at this friend's apartment was, like, we had, like, a little, like, movie marathon and had snacks and cookies and stuff, you know? Yeah. That was it. The thing is, okay, so our house, we have two staircases. One that goes to the front, like, the front door. And the other one that's, like, around the back, like, in the... Kind of attached kitchen? to the kitchen, yeah. Yeah, that one's closest to my room. Yeah, and the and garage my room is, door. Yeah, entrance. and the garage. And my room is, like, the farthest from our parents. Yeah, so it's it's so easy for, you know, us to be in the kitchen or doing something, you know, in the living room, maybe in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And for Hanan to be able to come in through the garage and sneak upstairs, or the opposite, she'll come in through the front door and yeah. run upstairs. Or and go, we'll yeah, literally, the, the entire family will be like, damn, we haven't seen Hanan all day. All day. <laughs> she must be out hanging out with her friends or studying or something. She's been upstairs no, in her I room usually, the entire time. Yeah, and I usually, like, like tell somebody whenever i leave the house but sometimes i just forget you know <laughs> so it could it yeah. could literally be that i have been gone all day and nobody could nobody knew yeah and we have to acknowledge some of this is our fault yeah <laughs> like yeah are a lot of time a lot of times me and Hannah are like we'll like go to the mall or something we'll go somewhere together like in broad daylight i don't know like in the middle of the day yeah and we'll simply forget to tell our parents yeah and they that really irks them so i acknowledge that there is some work to be done on my end mm-hmm but yeah, a lot yeah. of it. Sometimes it's not our fault, though. Yeah, you know, there is one time. So whenever I, like, am out late, I try not to use the garage because, first off, it's under my room. So I think, like, I can hear it from my room mm-hmm. whenever the garage door opens and closes. But I don't know if my parents can hear it from theirs. Mm-hmm. So I usually just, like, will park in the driveway and then come in through the front door. Yeah. There was this one time where I was out and, like, nobody checked in on me for whatever reason. I went to, like, my... I was at my friend's apartment. They literally lived down the street from from our house. So it wasn't, like, a big deal or anything. I was just at their apartment, and then we decided to go, like, ice skating at, like, 1 a.m. Yeah. I think... Yeah, it was 1 a.m. And then we ice skated for an hour, and then we went to IHOP. (laughs) And then... So I got home around... After IHOP, I was driving home. Um, It literally took me, like, three minutes to drive home. And I am, like, pulling up in the garage. I'm like, oh, it's it's late. Like, they're, they're asleep. Even if I open the garage, they probably won't hear it. I pull into the garage. My dad is standing at the door from, like, the garage <laughs> to the kitchen. And he's just staring at me as I pull in. I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> it was so bad. And... I, I lied about where I was. I was like, oh, I just was at my friend's apartment, which is true. I was at my friend's apartment. But I was like, oh, I just fell asleep. We were watching a TV show and I lost track of time and whatever. And that was like sufficient because it was literally because they lived down the street. Yeah. And I just came home after and whatever. But like, and I don't think I got in too much trouble. I think at that point they might have just given up on me. <laughs> Because I would just stay out on the weekends sometimes until, like, 1. And honestly, yeah. there was a, It came to a point where I just, like, I knew that it would be easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask yeah. for permission, you know? Yeah. And we've told them that before. They're like, why do you, why are you always going out and you're not telling us and whatever? Or you're going here and there and whatever. And we're like, because it's easier to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. And they're like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> but... Yeah, I feel like four out of five times, like like nine out of ten times, we get caught, <laughs> or they f- they catch us sneaking in late, or you know something like that. Um, yeah, um, but I think 
I think that after at some point they just realized that like I like what do I do? I just hang out with my friends. That's it. Yeah. Like we're not doing anything sus. We're not doing anything like illegal. Yeah. And so it's like I just like <laughs> kept doing it. So they were like, okay, if you're gonna do it, you there's nothing it. we can do to stop you. Maybe like maybe they keep acting strict because they know that will not. Like, that's their way of preventing us from doing anything worse. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But there was one time that we... I remember one specific time. I, they still don't know to this day. Inshallah, like, hopefully they don't find this podcast ever <laughs> until they have found it in them to move on and, like, not be mad at yeah. us for this stuff. But um, one time we were... You must have been in high school, and I was probably in, like, middle school, so I was in, like, 7th, 8th grade. Um, I'm assuming, actually, I don't remember. No, no. I might have been a freshman. You might have been a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. Either way, we're still kind of young. Yeah, I know it was before my sophomore year. That's all I know. But basically, it was like a, it was, I think, a, a day that we had off of school. It must have been in the middle of the week because they were both, or both our parents were working. If I'm being honest, I don't remember where our brother was. But we decided that, you know, we wanted to hang out with our group of Muslim friends who were all, like, kind of different age ages. So, it was, you know, it's like our masjid friend group. Very few of us are in the same grade at school. So, it's, you know, a rare occasion that we actually get to hang out at school. So, a lot of, you know, the time that we spent together was either at the masjid or you had to organize something outside of the masjid for everybody to be able to get together, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like a day off of school. Everybody was free. And so we decided, hey, it was like a kind of an impromptu thing, too, because I don't think it also rained that day. So very it was like only five of us that showed up, including me and Hanan, I think. Right. You People probably, had to like yeah. leave early for work and stuff. We didn't have Hanan didn't have a car for a while. So um, I think she got one like a year later. But we had to take the bus and both of us were I wasn't like super experienced with the bus, but I knew more or less how it worked. Right. So we decided to hang out downtown, which was, it must have been like a 10 minute drive from where we were, uh, where we used to live. Mm -hmm. um, so we text our friends. We're like, hey, you're trying to meet up. A couple of people say, yeah, sure. And so we're like, okay, meet here at this time, whatever, whatever. So our, you know, like I said, our town is kind of small. The bus system is not super, you know, complicated or anything. So we get on the bus, we take it downtown, we hang out with our friends. It got, it's kind of rainy, whatever, whatever. Um, we say goodbye to all our friends, some drive away, some get their parents to pick them up. Either way, whatever, we're like, okay, we'll take the bus back. We go to the bus station that's closest to us, and mind you, the bus, like, transit center, like, the center of where, you know, all the buses come and change routes and whatever, is really close by. So we get on the bus that is labeled 3. So we live on the east side, so it's 3, we take the 3E bus to get back home. The thing with the bus system in our town is that there's like a three east and a three west and a one north and a one south so the two buses that are on those routes they go in like a figure eight they meet in the middle and the one that was three east will switch to three west and the one that was three west will switch to three east so because we were so close to downtown sometimes the buses don't change their labels at all or like the conductor is like not doing their job or something either way we get on the wrong bus heading to the exact opposite side of town that mm -hmm. we're going towards we haven't told our parents anything they have absolutely they think that we're at home this entire time so we get on the bus and it's going like kind of like the opposite direction of where we're supposed to be going I'm like okay this is weird maybe it hasn't reached the transit center and it's gonna turn around eventually and so we're like eh, okay whatever so we keep writing it all of a sudden we find ourselves headed to the towards the west side of town which is kind of far, like 15, mm -hmm. 20 minutes from where we live. And so we're like, 
what the hell do I know? I was like, what the hell are we going to do? And yeah, so, so we were like, okay, we have two options. Ride it out until it goes all the way back home, which is going to take like an hour or something n- like that. No, no, no. I remember we, we got off at some spot on the west side and we're like, okay, we're just going to catch the next one that goes in the opposite direction. No, but our first thought was like, okay, we'll just ride it out. But we re- like we did the math and we're like, our parents will literally be home by the, before oh. the bus gets there. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, we have to get off. Yeah. So we get off, we wait for the bus that's supposed to go in the opposite direction. We see the bus, but it's like at this long intersection. So it's like a couple cars back. And we're in the stop is like the bus stop sign is at the end of the at the beginning of the intersection, I guess, at the light, yeah. basically. So we're waiting at the light and we don't know if we're supposed to go all the way back to where the, the bus is like stopped at like behind all these cars or yeah. just wait at the light. So we just wait at the light. Eventually, some stars cars start moving. The bus just goes past us. Yeah. It just keeps driving. It didn't stop at the stop. <laughs> so now we're freaking out and we like... Mind you, it's raining. Yeah, it's <laughs> raining outside and we don't have any way of getting home. So I think we just ended up like like going to like a close, like a building close by, like a little donut shop or something. Yeah. And then um, we call an Uber. <laughs> and you were so annoyed. You were like, we are both broke. <laughs> Yeah. And the Uber was like 16, 17 bucks, which is yeah. like, it's not even that much. <laughs> we were literally, we had no way of getting home. And we end up with this like, she was nice, but her car smelled like smoke or something. <laughs> and it was like this like old white lady. And she was like, oh, hi, hi. And I literally, what the hell is wrong? She was like, oh, hi, like, how are you guys? And she was like telling us her whole life story and about her son and where he works and something about he's in the art. I don't even know <laughs> what was going on. It was the weirdest experience ever. We make it home. Our dad gets off of work at five and he gets home at like five, you know, 15, 530. We make it home. We get out the Uber and we like head obviously towards our front door like hella quick and we run inside and i don't even know like we were looking like okay we have to get back upstairs or whatever whatever not even a minute later our dad gets home like i don't even know i think god is literally he's on our side for that day but we like he like pulls in and he's like oh I wonder, he like comes inside and we say, and I'm whatever, whatever. And he was like, oh, I wonder what that car is doing. As in, literally, we like, he pulled up when the Uber was pulling away. <laughs> and then I was like, wow. They don't know about that to this day. Yeah. They never found out. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like let's switch to, switch um, gears. Discussion, commentary. What are your thoughts on the way that we were raised? And I don't know, would you do it? Would you do the same? Um, no. <laughs> I just feel like having gone through what I have gone through, I wouldn't want that to happen to my child, you know? Yeah. To feel like you can't you can't ever leave your house. Like it's kind of like a prison vibes. <laughs> okay. And it's not that deep, it. obviously, but like it's literally like you're just not you're not allowed to leave. School home, school home, school home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and even like especially during the summer, like there's no school, so you're just home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember, like, literally, I felt like I would, like, rot away because it was just, like, staring at the TV all day until the awful TV shows came on and then you were just nothing to do. Yeah, no, because I've, after, so, like I said, freshman year, I lived on campus. For the rest of undergrad, I was living at home, so I just was at home all summer. 
I actually had an internship one time and there was I like went to Oman another time but like breaks and summer break were just awful yeah I think I definitely agree and the thing is I you know I stand by this statement that strict parents make really good liars (laughs) yeah that's so true and we like don't really do that and well no (laughs) I okay when I was younger like like I said like the little it's just a party it's not a birthday party it's just a regular party yeah. <laughs> like even like little white lies like I feel like may have told a lot of those <laughs> yeah just cause it was like it was like the only way to get you know any type of freedom and you know have any type of relationships with friends or anyone outside of the house yeah um, but I think one thing about that is like because we are always forced to like tell our parents or like ask our parents to do anything I just like continued to ask you know because mm-hmm. like I, when I studied abroad I was like trying to I was studying abroad in one country and then wanted to visit all these other countries like you know just like on breaks yeah. and stuff every and, and I always asked my parents you know yeah and it's not like even if they had said no like what are, they're on the complete other side of the world like I could yeah. have just gone and not told anybody and that's the thing I feel like it also makes you like you also seek validation and you, like, need other people's permission to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not your parents. Like, I remember when I moved out, um, I, like I said, I was in an apartment just um, just this year for my freshman year, or last year. But um, my roommate was, like, a little bit older. She was, like, a couple years older than me. But I remember there were times where, like, at the beginning, when I would ask her, like, the stupidest questions as if she was, like, my parent. <laughs> and then I would think back, and I was like, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> and it's like... Like I said, yeah. So I literally had constantly seeking validation and, like, approval for everything from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think strict parenting... I don't know. Like I said, we already touched on um, strict parents make, like, sneaky kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like on top of that, a lot of, you know, what's integral to strict parenting is that you are making your kids fear you right like you yeah putting a fear of yourself in your kids and which obviously like relationships especially between a parent and their kids should be based on like love and trust and yeah and all that mushy gushy stuff (laughs) but um i think especially a big thing that like i wish you know a, a lot of not just my my parents but a lot of muslim parents i wish one thing that they would focus that they would realize is that you you teaching them to fear you is counterproductive because as as muslims as good muslims we should be teaching our kids to fear allah and mm-hmm. not us and i feel like there are so many times where i did things because i feared my parents what your parents would do instead of yeah instead of the repercussions of you know what this could mean for my dean yeah my dean yeah exactly and I feel like when you do that, obviously it creates a terrible relationship between like the parent and the kid, and then a lot of what they're focused on is getting away and moving away and all of that. Like I remember, there's like a on TikTok, I don't can't remember when it was, but there was like a period of time where I kept on seeing these TikToks about their parents parents trying to force their kids to go to school, like near them, like go to university, like close by to their parents' home, 
and these kids would like literally rebel and commit to schools across the country because they Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think i i remember asking my dad if because i applied to basically the school in my town and another school that was like two hours away and i got into both but i had like a better scholarship from the one in my hometown so that was like obviously the logical thing to do and it was a really good school business school so i just committed to that one and i remember asking him later like maybe a couple months later i was like if i had decided to go to this other school would you have let me and he he said no and it was like it was literally two hours away it's not even far it's like another good school for like engineering or something which is what i'm doing now but he was like no I wouldn't have let you go. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing is that you're like, all, I feel like a lot of Muslim kids are, are just like, I can't wait to move out. I can't wait to like get out of, get out of this town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even It might just be like that their town is like dead or whatever, but it's also like the kind of environment that you have at home, you know? Yeah. And I literally, I got, <laughs> I got a full ride to, it's like one of the scholarships that covers like any school that you can attend mm-hmm. and sometimes i'm just like damn like literally what could have been yeah and obviously if i if i stay here it's like you know i get to you know pocket the money and it's better financially yeah because you're staying at home right but uh sometimes i just i wonder i wonder but yeah anyway back to the point um i was talking about like fear and like about how if your parent if your kids fear you instead of allah the second that they leave home or they're not in your sight, then they're... That, that like, fear of your parents is no longer there. They have nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. So that's why you have... This is my theory. is our theory, of course. That's why you have all these kids that, like, once they go to college and they're not near their parents they anymore, wild they wild out. Yeah. They take off their hijab. They... When they're supposed to be Start fasting. Drinking, I've heard, like, stories of, like, I knew this guy at a job I had, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, I have this roommate who's Saudi, and... His mom was asking him if Ramadan is going well and if he's fasting. And he literally was like, yeah, it's going well. And then, like, he was literally, like, muting his phone and taking a bite of his food and, like, smiling at his, like, white roommate. Oh, my God. Like, in rebellion. And I was like, wow. Like, okay, so, like, eating food when, you know, you're supposed to be fasting, hiding haram relationships. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like you really can't win. Yeah, I just, I mean, that's definitely not something that I would want to end up like having in my relationship with my kid i guess yeah because uh, i don't don't know it just never turns out (laughs) good i guess not not never but like more often than not you'll have kids who like will go wild when they're not at home yeah i feel like we got maybe our parents got lucky (laughs) because i feel like we not really while out when we got to college no. like that especially compared to other people no i think it's because at least for me i'm like i said like i'm the problem child despite not having done anything like illegal or like i don't know sus whatever yeah. i think be- i think it's because they were so strict that even like the smallest thing is like a slip up so like i'm still like i'm still the one who gets in trouble the most even though yeah. i don't do anything so like i I feel like I'm, I'm going to try not to get in trouble, like, in worse trouble, because I'm already, I already get in so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't want. I don't want to do that to my kids, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but um, another point. I, like, wanted to add that, I don't know, if I was giving advice to Muslim parents, obviously, um, 
I wish that I could tell them that drugs and alcohol and bad behavior from other people that aren't your kids is like inescapable. Like there's an, mm-hmm. you simply are unable to shelter them if you especially if you if you live in like a western country like we do. Um yeah. It's, it's simply not possible. Like we went to like a, a pretty good public school, but literally there was like there was a bathroom downstairs that was known for like it's the bathroom's reputation was people go there to smoke weed. Um, I, you know, hang out with people that are in my scholarship cohort at, you know, one of the top business schools in the country. And, you know, a bunch of people that are there on full scholarship or almost full scholarship and they all drink and party and smoke and yeah, not that, you know, that's their business, but it's like, it's inescapable. Yeah. And it could be like a really good kid too. And they, they still like. They still will party and a lot of them and are smoke and whatever. Like good, they're nice, kind people. Yeah, exactly. Very smart, like literally, some there's, of the smartest people I've ever met. Right, and there's just no way that you can like protect your kid from that because no matter where they go, it's, it's something like it's, they're gonna yeah. encounter, yeah. and they just have to know how to deal with it. Right, not like because if you don't, I don't know. I feel like if you, if you try to protect them from that and don't and they never experience that then they don't know how they're not they're they won't know how to like like avoid peer pressure and all this other stuff that would end up with them doing those things or even worse yeah exactly and i I think some parents would like their solution is ship their kid off to another school uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah sometimes shipping your kid off to also like our home countries people like everybody talks about it like they'll go home and their cousins are, like, doing exactly what they do in the States or worse. Yeah. I mean, our cousins not so much. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'll add people on Instagram and they got their mans <laughs> as their... In their bio? Profile. No, as their profile pic. Oh. Yeah, in their bio, too, sometimes. Yeah. And, like, literally girls will wear our bios and sometimes they cops. Um, But that's none of my business. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. So, like, shipping your kid off to your home country or... Islamic school, Minicamp <laughs> is like not the solution. Actually, Minicamp is pretty good. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, to sum up. Yeah, this um, was kind of a long episode, but. It was. And, and yet, we, there's so many things that, so many stories we have yet to tell. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I feel like the takeaway is, you know, once we become parents, I don't have any advice for kids who have strict parents if I'm yeah being like, I mean I'm sorry <laughs> it is what it is it's it's tough out here yeah for real if you got tips let us know though yeah um, honestly we're still dealing with it so right yeah maybe in a couple years if this podcast is still running we'll be able to give you advice but for right now stay strong <laughs> your day your time will come <laughs> um, yeah on, I, actually one more point I have is that um, I think our parents' mentality with all of this is that you're an adult technically, but like as long as you're not married, you're like under our roof, under our rules. Yeah, you know? yeah. One so, time, oh god, no, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> One time, my parents were like, or my mom was like, "You think you're grown, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> like, I literally had my own car in my own apartment. I paid for everything myself. I, you know. And for the most part, very capable of being independent. Yeah. And hella yeah. kids my age have literally moved across the country. But you're not letting me... Go to a friend's house. Right. <laughs> and they're like, you think you're grown, huh? And I was like, well, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. 
but just stick it out <laughs> you'll <laughs> hopefully get married eventually right, i don't know exactly. <laughs> um but our parents i don't i highly doubt older people will be listening to this but if you have kids or if you're planning on having kids um in the future build a relationship based on love and trust and respect i think is a big one mm-hmm. yeah don't spy on your kids some people do that oh I'm sorry about that too. We can't touch on that today, though. <laughs> Not today. Not today. But wait, 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 is that something that you would you wouldn't spy on your kids? I think I would share locations. Okay. I think that I, I really think I don't do think that that's too. like too big of a thing to yeah. ask. It's just a safety thing. Actually, I saw this thing that was like, oh, you can get like, you know, you can get other people's texts, like <gasps> iMessage or whatever. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. But it's, like, basically, if you, like, add their number to your iMessage, you get all of their texts, and you can mm. respond to them, too. Oh, ew. Yeah. <gasps> That's gross. Hmm, I have to do that, though. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, if my kid was wild and out, I would want to know, you know? Oh. Yeah, but inshallah, they don't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Kids deserve their privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think... I remember I literally used to read your diary for fun. It was so interesting. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't think I would like read their diary, like our journal or anything. Share locations for sure. At the end of the day, I want them to come to me for anything. Yeah. For anything. And for sure. Whatever they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the only way that you can get that to happen if, is if you respect them and their privacy. And yeah. Yeah. And just have like a positive relationship with them. Yeah. Remember, strict parents make sneaky kids. It's not worth it. Um, build a fear of Allah, not a fear of you. Yeah, I feel like we touched on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, again, we want to reiterate, we love our parents. Yes. We don't, we don't like, despise them or anything. Like, yeah. We just perhaps don't agree with the choice, some of the choices that they made mm-hmm. in parenting us. But I mean, And like we said, day, some of it is our fault. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, they're immigrants. They were new to this country. They, like, obviously didn't grow up here. They didn't know what to expect. Um, So they were Mm -hmm. just going off of what, I don't know, what they thought that would be best for us. Yeah. And at the the end of the day, we disagree. It's whatever. But we're here. We're alive. Yeah. Um, Alhamdulillah for everything. Alhamdulillah for everything. But, yeah, I think that's the end of this episode. Um, Yeah, let us know what you think. Let us yeah. know if you have Let any. Let us know if you have any funny stories. Exactly. I want to know. I want to know. All right. Please share this episode. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter. We have an e- email us hoodiesandheadscarves at gmail.com. DM us if you have any thoughts. Oh, yep. we, we're, we're going to put up an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Converse in the comments should you have any. Yeah, any we, like for real, we really want to hear know. other people's stories. Yeah. So. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to Hoodies and Headscarves.